All right, thanks for hitting the download button. It is February 1st. It is the first official day of the month. I'm coming to you from suburban Philadelphia, where it is snowing outside. A nor'easter has pummeled the entire uh, northern part of the United States. Uh, New York, New Jersey could possibly see up to two feet of snow. And I'll tell you what, I was even considering driving uh, down to the New Jersey area, to South Jersey. And I probably would have interviewed my guest today that's on the line. I would have interviewed this guy if we were in a snowstorm, if we were trapped in a blizzard together, because he has some amazing stories. His name is Paul Rodeo. He is the head men's basketball coach at the private school of St. Augustine in South Jersey for the past 44 years. What a job he has done where he has coached great athletes, Division One high school, and has even coached a... NBA uh, NBA player and he talks about he's going to talk to us about what it's like uh, coaching against his son who has now uh, made his legacy uh, in the New Jersey uh, area uh, his brother who's done a phenomenal job with the Sieg, the great Siegel uh, high school classic but I have wanted to have this guy on since I started this podcast Paul Rodeo welcome it's so great to see you again uh, what's going on down in the uh, South Jersey world? Well, it's snowing a little bit today. We're playing with a snow day, and uh, we were supposed to play this evening. That's been canceled and hopefully moved to tomorrow. Uh, and with COVID and trying to dance through the raindrops of everything else, uh, <laughs> it's been a very difficult start to the season. But we'll take the best of what we have here and make the best of it. Well, so, um, you know, uh, off camera, we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, some of the biggest names you've had. And, and one of my favorites, Pops Mensabansu. Uh, you had him f- uh, for four years. Is that correct? Did you coach Pops for four years? He came at the end of his freshman year, just towards the end. Uh, and he played a little bit his freshman year. But then, really, his, uh, he had three solid years with us uh, on the varsity, sophomore, junior, and senior year. And he was a tremendous human being. He's now currently working for the uh, Westchester Knicks. He's the team's general manager. He'll be down in Florida. And I remember when I was driving back home from Atlantic City yesterday, I remember you telling me, if you do get a chance when you go down there, and I'm hoping that I will, please tell Pops that I I set my regards because Pops is an amazing uh, human being. Uh, what um, What was the greatest game that he played in when you were uh, coaching at, at, at that school? Well, probably his best game was a loss for us, but uh, we have, we were playing Bergen Catholic in a state championship game, which ended up being his last game. Um, and I had a very good team that particular year, and a Bergen Catholic, as they are every year, had a, uh, was very, very good. And we were losing by 20 points with about, oh, three minutes left in the third quarter. Um, and all of a sudden, we turned it on and cut it down to nine or ten at the end of three. And going down the last three minutes of game, it was a one-point game either way, back and forth. Uh, And most of that was because of some of the shots that Pops had blocked and some of the putbacks that he had in that game. And we just really turned it on. And as I was uh, saying off-air before, one of of the hard things with Pops is he was injured a couple times with his knee. Uh, He had hurt his knee in his junior and senior years. He really never got into a real flow, and it just seemed like... That third and fourth quarter of his last game is when the only time he really got into a solid flow with us. Uh, but Pops is a great player, a great player in college, but Pops was, is an even better person. He's a quality young man and the kind of young man you'd want to be around. How are you feeling these days? I know um, 
you know, you're getting up there in, in age. And, you know, I always, every time I see you when I come down to Atlantic City, the first thing I probably will ask is your health. Are you doing all right? I'm, I'm doing okay. I, I, I feel great. I'm, you, know, I'm, I'm you look great, there. by the way. You sound even better. But you've, you know I've told you this for, for years because I've known you probably since, I want to say, 2010, maybe 2009 when I first broke into this business. And the first time we met, play-by-play classics, Plymouth White Marsh High School in Philadelphia, you versus the legendary Speedy Morris. And off camera, we spoke about um, another legendary coach, Freddie Johnson from Greensboro Day. Have you heard that name? Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna hit eleven 1, hundred. That's exactly wins. what we're talking about. Eleven 1, hundred wins. Bob Hurley has had also won over eleven 1, hundred, and he's top five. He's in the Hall of Fame. Um, you yourself have won over nine hundred career games. You're pushing pretty close toward a thousand. Now I don't know if you're actually going to get that thousandth win this year, being that this is a a short season with COVID could really plague. Uh, you know, there could be canceling. You just never know. You, every day, you just take it one day at a time. In 44 years of coaching, what has been the highlight of your career? Well, there's, there's a lot of things. Um, I've been fortunate enough to win 16, I'm sorry, 16 South Jersey championships. Uh, and each one of them I take a lot of pride in because, uh, you know, growing up in this area and knowing South Jersey – uh, none of the powerhouses, uh, the Camdens, the Camden Catholics, uh, all of those teams through their heyday haven't, you know, maybe Camden, haven't won that many South Jersey titles. I've been lucky to win five state championships, which is nothing compared to the 26 or 27 that Coach Hurley had. But in this area, for St. Augustine, a small school, to come out and win five state championships, again, not many schools in South Jersey have been able to do that. So I take a lot of pride in the fact that we've been consistent for 40 years, for 35 to 40 years, we've been just about the same kind of team, a little better one year than the year before. But the thing that, that I feel the best about is our consistency over that time period. You you have had a legacy of, of no other. And I told you this, I've told you this, I've said this before, the first time I met you, and I think I even went up to you, I introduced myself, I said, hey, my name is Jake Schwartz, they call me The Voice. Um, you look like Lute Olson. Has anybody ever told you that? And you laughed. You laughed, and I still to this day tell you this, there's Lute Olson. Um, have you ever, I guess, kind of learned from these types of... I mean, again, I compare you to, and I've said this a thousand times, John, the late John Cheney and Bob Hurley Sr., uh, and just the list, again, Gary McKnight, Steve Smith of Oak Hill, Gary McKnight, Matterday, Steve Smith, Oak Hill Academy. Uh, I rank you, in my personal opinion, I rank you among the top 10 coaches in the history of high school basketball because, you know, you have to divide the territories of basketball in this country. And, you know, Virginia's got great basketball. What Steve has done out there with all the NBA players he's coached. And, you know, you have to go to California. Gary has done a phenomenal job. Speedy did a, what he did here in Philadelphia. And then there's, I think there's two coaches that come to mind in New Jersey. That is yourself. And that's, of course, Hall of Famer uh, Bob Hurley. Um, do do you feel like you know you you could consider yourself among the the elite coaches? Well, you know, I, I to be considered 
And to have my name mentioned with some of the people you just mentioned is an honor in itself. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I never sat down 30, 40 years ago and said, oh, I want to be one of the top coaches to ever coach. I, I, I don't know that. I, I know that I've been very fortunate. I've had great players. I'm in a great school. The Augustinians have been fantastic to me and, and, and what they've been able to do in our area and the growth of our school. So I feel great about that. I, I think we've become uh, a legitimate South Jersey and change that, a legitimate state power. And yes. I feel good about that because when I first saw it, we were, you know, nobody thought of St. Augustine to be anything. We weren't, a, weren't that kind of a school. So I take a lot of pride in that. Uh, I think we've been good. I don't think we've stepped off the pedal at all. And, and I, I think as long as we can continue to get the right kids and do the right things and maintain the course the same way, we're going to be that way as long as I'm there. You have had uh, uh, success in your family. Uh, your brother, uh, who's now living, uh, you know, he's he's pretty much enjoy. I'm sure he's enjoying a good day today down out in Las Vegas because he's now running the trop out there. But it's your brother, John, who I've become very, very good friends with. Uh, the work he does behind the scenes of the Seagull Classic and the Junkies Dinner that I've had the privilege of going to, sitting at your t- sitting at the head table with you. Of course, as I tell people, sitting at the head table with Paul Rodeo. If I'm sitting anywhere with Coach Rodeo, that's got to be some kind of an honor. When did officially that um, foundation start? Um, the foundation my brother? Yes. Um, he did that, I think, about six or seven years ago. Maybe more. Maybe it's been seven or eight years ago. He, he became. He's always been an official, and he wanted to give back to the community and uh, give some scholarship money to some kids in this area and some things like that. And he put it together by doing some tournaments. Like I know you're involved with some of those tournaments yes, that you've been to, course. And, and raising money through you know some other functions that he's done. And he's been able to give out over sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars, thousand dollars here and a thousand dollars there to young men and ladies in this area. So I, I give him a lot of credit. He's done a nice job of putting that together. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. And they give out the Paul Rodeo Scholarship for Boys. You're involved with that. Tell us what that means uh, to you. Well, it's, it's, it's again an honor to have my name associated with a, a young man. I've had more people that, that have gotten that scholarship. It's $2,000 a year to college, which doesn't sound like a real lot of money. But having put four kids through college, if somebody would have called me and said, hey, we have a $2,000 scholarship for you, I would have thought I hit the lottery at that time. So <laughs> I think it's been good, and I appreciate it. And having my name connected with it, it means a lot to me. Well, and, and you know, like I said, I, I, I don't want to go spend the entire time with this podcast talking about what a success you are and, and what a legend you are. Um, but unfortunately, I wouldn't lie. I, I, I'd hate to lie to you to say that everything you've done – You've not only done for you, but you've also really done for the kids. And you've had great players because I've had the privilege of covering a lot of those kids. And, you know, for for my time, uh, I've watched Justin Mutz, who is now playing for Top 15 Virginia Tech. What a job he has done. His dad and I still very good friends. I, we talk almost every day. Marlon Hargis is now playing, Division, I believe, Division One at Holy Cross, if I'm correct. Uh, uh I believe you had a uh, Saheed Peoples, if I'm correct. That was another really rivers. Uh, he was a good guard, and he was fun uh, to watch. And now, uh, oh, and then in the last two years, 
Um, one of the most powerful families, and that I, I wouldn't say they're the most, but they're certainly a, a basketball name. The Delaney's. You coached. Um, you coached uh, Andrew, and now you're coaching Matthew, who is headed to American. What do you attain to your success on all those kids I just mentioned? I take pride in the fact that I think everybody you mentioned, the young man's name was Saheed Nelson. Yes, Saheed Nelson. I thought it was Saheed Peoples, but I knew it was, yes, it was It was one of those names. I knew that. Yeah, he, he played for us and played at American. He's currently playing in Germany and doing very well. Um, I, I, every one of those kids that you mentioned came into San Augustine and became a better player over four years. I think person, uh, too. I, I'd like to think that we had something to do with it. But again, just like I said about Pops, every one of them, are better people than they are players. Yes. So, I, I mean, I think St. Augustine deserves a lot of credit for the way they handle each of their student-athletes, and I think we and my staff deserve a lot of credit yes. for the way we help them grow, and, uh, and that's what I take the pride in, that they came in as good players, went to college were good players, and are graduating good people. And I, I, I like I said, for you, it's... Uh, now, 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 you work at the school as well. What, what exactly... What is your job at St. Augustine? Right now, I'm teaching. I still teach history. Uh, so I'm still How long class. have you been a history teacher? I'm director of Alumni Association at St. Augustine, so I work with the alumni. Uh, and I have, up until the last couple of years, I was doing advancement, uh, development, raising money for the school. Now I'm uh, doing that a little bit, but I'm working more with the alumni. So I've heard so many great stories about Bob Hurley Sr., uh, what he's done in Jersey City, I had the privilege of driving down to your neck of the woods and watching you go the distance with with that team. I think it might have even been the it's the, the second to last year they were about to close. In fact, I think it was actually their last undefeated season. And their star players, you know, I mean, I could, you know, again, we could be here till 10 o'clock. They had so much talent. And they have had a lot of uh talent um is there any was there ever any rivalry you felt like you had with bob hurley did you always want to prove because everybody always says that new jersey is divided into different territories did you ever feel like um there was any pressure saying who's the best of 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 the garden state no and uh they were a rival of ours the problem with the rivalry was um and, and i would drill that into my kids. And for there to be a rivalry, there has to be a good game here. And for the first, we've, we play, I played St. Anthony's 13 times. And I'm not proud to say my record is 0-13 against Bobby. But you've had but you've had good games against Bob Hurley. It's not even about, I don't even think, I know people are supposed to say the record is supposed to speak for itself. But when I came down to St. Augustine in a packed house, I just remember that was the um, the big uh, hoops. I think it was the um, I, I don't even remember the exact name of it, but it was the uh, hoops marathon. I think they called it. It's 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 a great charity. I think proceeds benefited. Uh, it's the South Jersey Chamber of Commerce. I think. Shoot down cancer. Shoot down cancer. Bob Hurley, who is a person who loves charity, comes down, packs the house, as did you. You had a good game, if I remember. In fact, I think it was one little mistake that led to that loss. Yeah, the, the thing with Bobby, the first five or six times, four or five times that we played, 
uh, it was never a game. I mean, it was, it was, they were just number one or two in the country. We were trying to build up, and it really wasn't a good game. But Bobby was good enough to come down, and we had started a relationship. Are you a friend of his? Very close. In fact, I just talked to Bobby this afternoon. Um, <laughs> Ironically, you could help me a little bit on this podcast. Oh, yeah, please. Bobby, Bobby Hurley and myself are running a camp the first week in August this coming summer, as long as the pandemic is... Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I, I, I am, I'm going to say this. Be, if you got a partnership, if the two most powerful coaches in Jersey are starting a partnership, and no disrespect to Chris Chivatis, because I think he's done a great job at St. Patrick's and, and Dave Boff at Roselle Catholic. And, um, you know, now, like I, like I said off camera, Rick Brunson is, is, is trying to keep his legacy alive, becoming a high school basketball coach. I think he's already cemented his legacy in basketball and he's lived in some ways, kind of lived through his son, Jalen, with the two national titles at Villanova. But to be able to say Bob Hurley and, and, and Paul Rodeo are going to do a camp together, my God, that that's going to, the entire um, state of New Jersey will sign up within two hours. We hope so, because it's going to be a camp that we're going to have at St. Augustine. It's going to, we haven't really put the specifics, and I'll have all that within the next month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be in August, uh, so Bobby and I are friends. And then as, as our, our game started to, I, was, I got more cemented into St. Augustine, and we just got a little bit better, and closer and closer we got to play them. We came very close. In fact, the last game we played, uh, it was the last year they were open. Was at St. Anthony's up there, and we lost. Okay, games. yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I was. Um, well, I was at the. Well, I was at the game. I think the year before that, if I'm you correct. Were. You were. I was. I missed that game. Now that was not a play-by-play game, correct? No. Yeah, it was just a, 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 an um, out of conference game that Bobby and I had been playing a few times, and he said, "Do you want to come up?" And you know, I. I just always like going up there to play him. Do you like him as a coach? I'm sorry? Do you, I was just going to ask is if you like him as a coach. Listen, I don't want to brag people. I like him as a coach a lot. He was a very, very good basketball coach. But you're talking about a person that could be. We could have a beer someday over this, and it's very possible that Bobby Hurley is the best, not high school basketball coach, the best coach in organized high school sports, football, baseball, wrestling, anything you want in the history of high school sports. You can make that argument. Yeah, no, I, I probably would say to you that I don't disagree with you on that, and I'm sure others would say on the Mount Rushmore of of organized high school sports would probably think differently. I'm probably one of the many people that would say Bob Hurley is and always will be somebody who didn't just do what he did for high school basketball, what he did for kids, being a probation officer for 34 years. He has really helped change our way of life. And that's something that I've always given credit. And I believe you've done the same thing in South Jersey. I think people like Joe Kessler of Shawnee and I, I you know, and, and many of these other coaches have also, Dave DeWeese, Wildwood Catholic, have said what I think South Jersey, I got to think Paul Rodeo. He's been... I appreciate that, and I, I've tried to do that from the beginning. And as I said, very similar to what I've done down here, Bobby, every one of those kids uh, that he had, and it's a long laundry list of kids that went high, the major Division One and in the NBA, 
uh, were always better people than they were players. Just great kids. Yes. Uh, I think that's a credit to what Coach was able to do. We mentioned, uh, I mentioned a few of those names of coaches. One of them now just happens to be your own son. Uh, were you um, on board? Were you proud of him when he became a high school coach? I mean, I, he, he got out of college and he wanted to teach a little bit and he, he wanted to get into coaching. He worked with us for a couple of years at St. Augustine. The opportunity opened up for him to go to St. Joseph's. Abbotson, uh, yes. There and at St. Joe's for years and years and years. It was a, a nice program, a good little program, but never really to get over the hump. And last year, him coming in and putting together a great year for him, they, they're one of the teams that did beat Wildwood Catholic last year. Um, he's got a good thing running there now. He, he's done a nice job. The school has, has had a tough time uh, staying open the last year, and then it closed, and it was reopened, and it was hard to keep kids that don't even have a gym now uh, to play, and all their games are away, has become very difficult. So I give him a lot of credit for keeping them open and doing what he has to do uh, to make them better. I look at uh, I look at your team this year, what you have. Matthew Delady is one of your star players. You've got quite a handful of the Keith Palick, um you know, uh, I, Johnny Horner would be another one. So Johnny Horner, uh, just uh, what has been the toughest part? I ask a lot of coaches this on the podcast. I, um, what is the toughest part playing this year? You just recently went back to to ball. Uh, not even, I want to say that maybe a week and a half ago. What's been the toughest part about trying to get back during this pandemic? Well, we ended our last practice the other day. Uh, and went on. We knew we were playing the next day, our Friday practice. We told the kids it was 325 days since the last time we were on the court and played a game. Um, that's, that's a tough thing for a high school kid. Uh, you know, it's tough for anybody. So for us to come out now and play games, that's why I say, do I wish there was a state tournament? Obviously, yes. A league playoff? Yes. We don't have any of that. But we're going to have to be thankful for what we do have. Let's make the best out of the 15 or 16 games we're allowed to play. Let's do the best we can and putting out the best product that we can every night because that's been something I pride myself on and we're going to take advantage of what they've given us and what we have and make the best out of it instead of worrying about and complaining about the 55 negative things that are out there. You got to th- Yeah, I was going to say you got to absolutely think positive. Um, so I wanted to also mention uh, the People you've coached against here in Philadelphia, uh, you know Speedy Morris, and have you? First of all, do you still keep in touch with Coach Morris? I talked to him. Uh, I haven't talked to him now that he's retired. I talked to him when he was at St. Joe Prep right towards the end. We had talked a few times. We we're trying to get together to play. That didn't work out. Um, we tried to get him at one of the tournaments down here where I was going to play him at the Seagull. In fact, yeah, um, and that didn't work its way out. But uh, I haven't talked to Speedy now. Probably over a year, year and a half. Were you a big? Uh, tell us about uh, what the Seagull Classic has uh, has meant to you. Before we get back to the Philadelphia coaches, I wanted to kind of—I forgot to mention. I'm kind of jumping around, but uh, the Seagull Classic, what that means to you, and what it was because I've had the privilege two years of announcing that tournament. What's the? When I, when I was a younger coach and when I was just starting, the Seagull was very, very popular. Father Lyons, which is a big South Jersey name, he just passed away a week ago. Uh, he was instrumental in starting. He wanted to put together a national tournament. This is before you had all of these play-by-play tournaments all over the country. Now you could throw a stick and hit a tournament. 
but in those days there weren't many. So you played your league games, and if you were lucky enough to get invited to to the Seagull, which at that time was a national tournament, uh, that was tremendous. And in the late 80s, uh, when Bobby Early was the number one team in the country, I remember sitting in the stands and wishing that I could get a team to be invited to something like this when it was uh, just incredible, the teams that were there from all over the country. Who were some of the who were some of the best teams you felt like you saw when you were at whether you played in this tournament? I mean, it wasn't too long ago that you just played the Patrick School. I I, I mean, it, it was a. I just remember it being another example of a great basketball game because um, Pat's was nationally ranked at the time. Uh, was was expected to go on and and win the state title, but. Be, but you know, then then the pandemic hit, and that never really happened. That may have been the best. A lot of people say that may have been the team in the state. Oh no, they were very very good. But if you were at that game, that was that Holy Spirit. It was. Uh, we were down three with three minutes left in the game. And they held on to the ball. I remember that. Yeah. So I, I give again my kids credit for playing those kind of people and staying in the game. But some of the best teams I saw the. Um, St. Nick's of Tullentine team play at the Seagull with John Sally. You ended up playing with the Pistons. Of course. Uh, you know, I saw at the slam dunk to the beach played Dominguez that had some of the best guys, uh, you know, in the country at that time. I saw LeBron James play at the, at the slam dunk to the beach. Of course. Um, you know, he was there at that time. So there's been some great players that have come out of New York. Um, kid that played at St. John's, Glover, uh, was in that tournament in our locker room with our guys who was a monster. Uh, so I was very, very, very fortunate to see some great, great players um, uh, play in a lot of those tournaments. But the Seagull, before all those things started, was the granddaddy of them all around for high school kids. I, I love that tournament. I'm, I'm very proud to come down to that tournament every year. I know I didn't, we didn't have it this year because of COVID, but I'm hoping that when we do go back to normal, uh, I'll be, I'll still be able to come down and and see some phenomenal basketball. All right, uh, before we let you go, we got to talk about just recently John Cheney passed away at the age of eighty nine. There's been some other names that have just recently passed on, uh, and 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 we lost uh, a couple months. I, I want to say maybe half half a year ago. Our our friend Tom Sachs from Roselle Catholic from COVID, uh, what a what an amazing person uh, he was, and, and and just what was your thoughts when you found out about Coach Cheney? Well, John, I, and I think John Cheney was innovative in the city of Philadelphia. I mean, he introduced the two three matchup, uh, which so many people play now, but he was the first one. Uh, he introduced the 5.30 in the morning practices to make his kids get up there, and he felt he got the most out of them at that time in, the, in there. And, uh, the only thing I could say, I reached out to, uh, to to Coach Cheney one time in my career, and it was in the middle to the late 80s, uh, and I called him about a set that he was running that I had watched them run, and I thought it would fit my team. And I called him, and, and I, all I wanted him to do to just explain to me what – that set was doing, and he didn't know me. I'm a you know little high school coach from down in South Jersey, uh, and he said, "Where are you?" I said, "I'm at outside of Vineland, New Jersey." And he said, "How far are you from the Midway Inn, which was a restaurant in our area?" He said, "Because I eat there a lot." I said, oh, "We're right down the road." 
He's well, I'll meet you there this afternoon at three thirty. He drove it all the way from Northeast Philly down to there at three thirty. <laughs> no. The off season to jot down twenty five different yellow pieces of paper, which I probably still have in a file somewhere, of that set to go out of his way, which I thought was just That's class. That is su- hey, that is such class. Learning from a guy like John Cheney, uh, who was as revered in basketball as he was, and he was a friend to uh, to all of us. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. Do you also um, have any favorite uh, memories of Philadelphia? I know you're a huge Philadelphia sports fan. I, I mean, obviously, you got to be you're a diehard Sixer fan, diehard Eagles fan. Uh, you know, Phillies and whatnot. Do you have any favorite Philadelphia sports memories? Obviously, the 1980 World Series, 83, Sixers, Broad Street Bullies in the 70s. There's a couple things. Both my wife and I graduated from Villanova, so we're huge Villanova fans. So them winning the national... I didn't know you were a Villanova fan. Oh yeah, big Villanova. When you, because remember when I talked to you at, I think it was a Malvern prep game, we played a game at Villanova. I so because um, I I met up with you in the press box. Yeah, I did not realize that you were coming home. Yeah, Villanova was. Uh, yeah, we still, you know, now all of my children went to St. Joe's University. I did not know that either. I now, and, do you, um, and how do you, and you like? Uh, and obviously, you're a huge Jay Wright fan. Huge Jay Wright. Jay's another guy who's always been nice to me, always been good to me. Never big-timered me. I'm Jay Wright. Who are you to talk to you? <laughs> very, very good with me. And and I'm big Phil Martelli fan. Phil was always good with me uh, and my guys. And he would tease me because all those big-time players, uh, Andrew Sullivan I had played for Villanova, uh, Pop Spencer-Bons who played at GW, uh, all those kids, uh, Lou Babaloa played at Clemson. All of them. Their second choice was second job. And you, he didn't get any of them, and he used to tease me. Wow. Let me know who you have next so I could come in second again. <laughs> I would laugh, but it was the truth. That's what happened. Now, what year were you at Villanova? Do I have to say that on the air? No, 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 no. But I, I know you're... Uh... I graduated in 74 from Villanova. <laughs> you know what? I, I got a father who was 70... Uh, I, uh, it was uh, ni- uh, 1973, so you're not much older than my dad. <laughs> but but the good thing but the good thing about it was you lived during that uh, uh, you know Rainbow Johnson era and uh, you know the great Inglesby's uh, uh, and Howard Porter, Hastings, Howard Porter, Chris Ford. That was a great era for, for Villanova. Yes. Well. As always, the best of luck to you this season, uh, Coach Paul Rodeo, the man looking for a thousand wins. He probably won't get it due to a shortened season, but I'll tell you what: the next year or so, we're expecting another member of the state of New Jersey to join that thousand winners club. And I can't think of a guy who does it any better than the great Paul Rodeo, Coach. As always, we thank you for joining us here on the Voice Report. A pleasure to talk with you as always. Stay safe during this pandemic, during this nor'easter that we have. Glad to hear that the game uh, was canceled uh, today because had I had actually made the full trip down to St. Augustine, I probably would have wasted my time. But you know what? For a nor'easter, I'll come talk. I'll come have you talk in my car during snow if we get snowed in together. I can't think of a guy who doesn't... you do for high school sports, too. I appreciate it. I, it's my... Hey, anything I could do, you're a good man, a good friend. My regards, of course, to your wonderful family. Paul Rodeo, again, of St. Augustine Prep here on The Voice Report 
uh, for another edition of Heist, your source for high school and college sports.